This is the MFG Cast. Hey guys, Kurt here. I'm Paige. And D. Wyatt. Oh, so <laughs> close. Oh, Paige, cut me off at the knees. That was awesome. We told we told Paige he needed to be more aggressive, and that's what we get for it. <laughs> I've been second. I always wait, and I always end up second. <laughs> hey, guess what? Paige and Dan are here, guys. Welcome to the MFG it's like cast. Three years, we'll iron this out. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Welcome to the MFG cast, the perfect podcast when you're on the go. See what I did? I'm a wordsman. I know how to use words. <laughs> kind of? Is that right? We're going to be talking about games on the go, small box games that you can kind of take with you and play. Uh, whether you're at the laundromat, you're um, at your your most favorite Thai food spot on a plane. I feel like I'm playing like the $100,000 pyramid or something like that. Small game boxes. Yes, correct. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we Paige came up with this awesome idea of just talking about small box games. And we're going to be talking about games that you could play if you're just playing on a tiny little tray. Like say you're you know, on an airplane or you're... God, where else would you have a little tray? What did you say before, Dan? I forget. Uh, like a lot of coffee houses and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, if you feel like uh, breaking out a little game while you're waiting 35 minutes for them to put together your coffee. Or, That's true. <laughs> you know, like if you go to a diner, if you, you know, got a little time between lunch and things like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then we'll be talking about small box, like the smallest box game. And then we're going to be talking about a small box game that takes up a lot of space. We're going to call it the table hog. But before that, let's get into some now playing. Uh, it looks like Dan and Paige have been playing a few games. Uh, me, not so much, so I'll go last. So, Dan, why don't you start us off? All right. Me and a couple of buddies are getting a little further in our Pandemic Legacy Season 2 game. Nice. So far, I like this game a lot. Since nobody wants anyone to say anything about the game because it apparently will ruin it for everybody, it mixes up the game enough. The first, like, like the second and third month, most people's experiences are you get the ever-loving hell beat out of you. Ours was no different. We have suffered tragic loss. But then things start turning around and you finally feel like you can uh, climb out of that hole. So it's it's nice ebb and flow. Very enjoyable. I like how they do the unlocking in this one. Uh, it's definitely a mix-up from Legacy Season 1. And recently, Kim and I have been breaking out Lost Legacy all over again. Speaking of these uh, nice little small footprint games... Uh, Lost Legacy by AEG, you might remember it. It's kind of like the exact same thing as Love Letter, except the number five is a special card instead of the eight. Same concept, you know, if you're the last one standing, you win. But if not, in this game, it's not like high card wins. You have to investigate to find that relic. 
So different cards will give you different ways of searching for them and things like that. So it feels like a little more gamery love letter. Like an example, like one of my favorites is there's actually some X cards. They have no numeric value. So like one of them is in one version, it's wounds, where if you have two of them in your discard pile, you're eliminated. But in another game, it's kind of like um, an ambush card. Where if anyone looks at your hand and that's the card in your hand, they're eliminated and you take over their spot. So it's like, you know, it's like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to use the general. Let me see your hands like wrong. You're dead. Give me your hand. You're out of the game and I'm still alive now. And I got your card. So I'm going to do this thing. So it's kind of fun. There's like so many different versions of it. There's like six of them out there now. They have werewolf and vampire, dragon and the holy grail, uh, flying ship, the uh the Lost Garden, all these things like that. And basically, I'm sorry, Flying Garden and Lost Ship. But what it is, is uh, you can actually mix and match two of any set to make a six-player game if you want. So that's like a nice little twist too, where if you're like, man, I really like the elimination cards in this one, but I kind of like how those dragons work. You can like mix and match and make your own custom set. Or just, you know, combine any two of them and just play that game together. So if you're like, man, I like vampires and dragons, go ahead, do that. You know, so it's a nice little fun game. Uh, Also, super dirt cheap. And if you go to Miniature Market, they are absurdly cheap on their clearance section. It's like five bucks for the two-pack sets. So, highly recommend Lost Legacy by AEG. Now, how old is this game right now? I know it's several years. I want to say the most recent one is probably like two years old, maybe three. I notice as I get older, years start flying by faster and faster. <laughs> you don't look a day over 50 and, days. Uh, happen. <laughs> I was going to say this month I'm turning 1,000. It's going to be brutal. I'm going to, as I blow out the candles on my cake, I will just turn to dust. <laughs> Do you think that this is a game that like holds up, like regardless of how old it is? Yeah, I mean, I'm still playing it. I still enjoy it. I have like everything for this game because I I like it so much. the The fact that it does have like all these different mix and matches, like you might find one or two of them that aren't your style. There's like take for example one of the games. It actually uses like a scoring based on the cards in your discard mechanic. So it's like the only version of Lost Legacy where you can actually find the relic, but yet still not win. Um, It's rare, but it can happen. And to which a lot of people were like, that's dumb. And I get it because it kind of throws the whole concept of finding this relic off kilter. One of them that I really like that uh, was unfortunately a Gen Con only thing, which sucked, was like this prophecy style where all the X cards are scrying and it's like all the cards were like, oh, you know, look at the top two cards of the uh, the discard pile. If you have two or more scry cards, look at five cards instead. So it was all about like as you scryed more, you became a better visionary. So I thought that was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, it looks like the packs on yeah miniature market, miniature market, boy, English, or like yeah, three four bucks a piece. Yeah, and I mean, seriously, at that price, I mean, you can get all of them for like probably like $15 mm-hmm. and $20 with shipping or something like that. Yeah. Like crazy low for games that'll give you a yeah, lot. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. It's like it doesn't, it's not going to take a lot. It's not going to take up a lot on your shelf, and you can play up to six players if you have, 
the required stuff. So that's awesome. Yeah. And I got all my set in like one deck box, like, you know, like all six different editions. So it's like I said, tiny, tiny nice. footprint. Speaking of tiny, tiny games. That's awesome. What else have you been playing? <laughs> Outside of that, just more and more Spirit Island. And uh, I want to give that game a lot of love in the near future. So you need to play it for Christ's sakes. <laughs> it's so daunting. <laughs> I, I, we, we brought it out and we like punched everything. And we're like, of course, we. anytime we punch out a game that has a lot of stuff, it's like way too late. And we're like, ah, let's give up. <laughs> and then we're like, oh, we'll play it later. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm just so unmotivated to do things for fun. Ass. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what about you, Paige? What have you been playing lately? This week, I've had a lot of time to play solo games. I played about three rounds of Terraforming Mars, and I think I've talked about this super recently, so I won't go into that one. But uh, I've given role player a pretty good chance uh this week and i'm having a lot of fun with it um and real quick uh i heard that that monster expansion came out i don't know if it's ready for retail yet but i know backers start getting theirs it looks pretty interesting uh it, it seems like it's just backers who are starting to getting them popped up so i would imagine it'll be in retail pretty soon uh, i'm hoping so. I'm, I'm hoping it uh lives up to like role player is really good. I'm hoping that second set gives it like a new, uh, a new, you know, second life on it. Yeah, this is my first few plays with it. Uh, I had played it once or twice and was kind of on the fence about it, and I gave it another try. And I'm, I'm just, I'm loving it. The uh, dice ma- manipulation <laughs> is. Uh, is something I'm, I really enjoy um, being able to decide where to go and which ability to take when you place your dice and how you can adjust and change your character as you're placing dice is super interesting to me. And um, I, I mean, I love exploring the different races that you can be. I mean, they're very subtle differences, just where you're uh, extra and, less skill points go but it kind of adds a strategy into what dice do you want to draft yourself what do you want to do and i really like it that's cool if some if a game is not made to be just a single player game i for for some reason i'm so weird about games like i see games as a total as a total social thing so then when you know i hear people play you know things one player i just i don't know for some reason i have not been able to do it I'm, i might have to make that a resolution from for me this year just play at least one game with one you know me just being the one player and seeing how i like it and playing something that i like too so maybe it'll actually give me the you know courage to maybe do it with other games too yeah for sure i mean it's certainly not something that's for everyone but uh, I mean, at my house, we have one television and, you know, a small, my son loves, you know, running around doing his thing. My wife watches TV. That, so it's always kind of spoken for. And when I'm not interested in what's on the TV, I just kind of grab something, sit down and 
give myself a half hour, hour, whatever it happens to be that day. And, you know, I enjoy the, you know, relaxing in the, the mind exercise. Yeah, exactly. What else have you been playing? I've been playing a ton of patchwork online just uh, when I get a few minutes. You can bang out a game of patchwork on the app in 15 minutes or so. I love it. Gets me uh, gets me my games in, and I'm enjoying it. Nice. So. Does that run well now? Because I remember when it released, there was a little bit of talk about like problems and bugs with it. They fixed all that stuff out? Uh, I never heard about any of that, but I've, I've never run into any issues ever. Uh, the biggest thing I have a problem with is that I do it on my phone. Like, I play on my phone. And my thumbs are too fat to get it in the place I want it the first time. So I have to put it on the board and then readjust a little bit. But other than that, I mean, there's no there's no issues or huge bugs that I've noticed. But I is there an undo button from when you do that? You're like, oh, God, no. Like when you <laughs> so you can actually put it on your board, place it and go, oh, no, I don't want to do that. And there's a cancel button. Right, like cool. That's not the piece I want. So I think it's actually technically from the rules it's more lenient <laughs> because i think once you pick your piece and place it i don't think you're allowed to put it back in the in the physical game technically in the rules but um on the app you can just big red x and pieces back and you uh, get to pick a new piece i was gonna say to be fair though when you're playing on the table you can't be like oh my hands are too big and you just like <laughs> <laughs> that is true <laughs> Hey, if you're like Big Show or Andre the Giant, then yes, you do have an excuse. <laughs> oh, sausage, butterfingers, yeah. whatever. Santorini isn't good for me. Just the whole table gets there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He plays exactly. patchwork with furniture. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sitting on a grandpa. Too bad. I move you here. You're worth three points now. Yeah. <laughs> you are my income. You get me five buttons. Yep. Uh, love it. I haven't played. Haven't been playing a lot of games lately, but um, had a couple of days off here, um, not by my own volition. But uh, Logan was sick for a couple of days, so we actually, I actually got him to come to the table and play a couple of games because he was driving me crazy, being so. Uh, wanting to go do stuff he's like dad let's wrestle dad let's do this no you're sick <laughs> you're supposed to be sitting and relaxing you dork so we played a few board games instead because that's good better for your health so was able to win i think my first game of clank if i'm not mistaken <laughs> Ooh. yeah i mean granted it was against a seven-year-old but still i mean <laughs> i love the guy to death and he actually played pretty well the only thing is is i know how to play against him because he is greedy and he <laughs> he wanted he got the backpack and was like oh i'm gonna get another uh i'm gonna get another artifact and i'm like you know what i'm gonna grab my artifact and go before you can get out so goodbye <laughs> so he actually wasn't able to get defeated or eaten up by the dragon he was topside before we were done but i ended up beating him pretty handily by like 20 points or something like that i think it was because i made it out and he didn't so it was actually more like they tied and Kurt just made a rule that the older player wins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's how I won. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm bigger than According you. According to the book, way. whoever most recently played the electricity bill wins. Oh, I guess yeah. that's me. <laughs> how did your mother win? She's not even home. 
<laughs> nice. That's funny. And the the funny thing about it is too is that he I think he actually only lost by a couple of moves because if he were if he would have made it topside, he would have gotten that twenty point whatever that thing is, the mastery token or whatever. And he yeah. had uh that special card that if he would have gotten that, he would have got an extra ten points. So if he would have made it without that card, I still would have beat him by like two or three points. But with that card, he would have beat me. So it's crazy how things work out. And yay, I got a win for once. So that was fun. Just by the way, uh, the Egyptian expansion for that just came out this week. Mummy's too, Curse. Yep. Yeah. 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 I'm excited. I would like to play that. I still haven't played Sunken Treasures actually, and I'd like to play that too. But um, Sunken Treasures is really fun. Nice. It's a. Uh, one of my favorite parts is like because you, when you're going around in water, you automatically start creating clank because you're splashing around. <laughs> nice. There's two different ways in there. You can go through like the subterranean entrance, and it's only one point of uh, clank, or you can cannonball from the top of the cave, and you get like four clank from just hitting the water. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I. It's funny because it, we had this thing back when we were at Gen Con. We we're like, we should get clank in space, and then. Me like a moron. We didn't get it. I talked us out of it for some reason. But, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, a lot of people say space is better and then, you know, Clank is not. I love Clank and I wouldn't mind getting space and then everything, Mummy's Curse and, you know, Sunk Treasure just because I think it's just a cool mechanic and I just, I have a lot of fun every time I play it. So, yeah. I just, for me, I was, I was tempted for Clank and space for the same reason, but I'm always like, if I have Clank with two expansions and then space with no expansions and, I don't know if I would get people to play Clank and then Clank and Space back to back or something, you know. Well, that's why you, that you do the thing where like you play, you play Clank with the expansions and then you hide it for a year and then you bring out Clank and Space and then everyone's <laughs> like, "Ooh, what's this?" And then you have yeah. fun with that. <laughs> it's May 9th again. You know what that means? It's Clank Day. That's it. Goes back in the closet for another yeah. 364. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then one other game we got to play. Um, we got to play uh, Doctor Eureka by Blue Orange Games, which is super fun. Just you know the the little uh, balls, the molecules and the beakers or whatever, and you're just trying to match what's on the card by mixing the beakers up and not having the balls fall out or not touching them and stuff like that. And I, I don't know what it is, but I am, I've always been really good at that game. I just, I don't know. I just see it and I'm just like, doo, 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 doo. and I kind of felt bad. Like <laughs> Logan, Logan is actually pretty, usually pretty good. But that, but that day he was just like, I have this upside down. <laughs> They'd be like, wait a minute, this isn't right. You know? And he's like, he was a good sport about it. Cause he could, he could have been just like, I hate this game, but he was a good sport about it. So. So, it was fun to play. So dad beat him at games all day, and that settled him down, and he wanted to go lame. That's right, for a while. yeah. I, I, put, I put him in his place, <laughs> says the older gentleman. But no. <laughs> After that, Logan just grabs his book bag, and he's like, I'm going to school. Yeah, exactly. The yeah, the sad Hulk music <laughs> plays in the background as he walks down the, down the block. So, But no, it was fun. It was nice to get it to the table, because I feel like, <clears throat> excuse me, I feel like lately he's been just totally into watching YouTube videos about video games and wanting to play video games. And it's like, it, it takes a lot for me to, or us to try to get him to play something at the table now where he's just like, whatever, you know. So I was actually kind of surprised that he, 
I told it, you know, when I told him, I said, we're going to play games today or play board games. We're going to turn everything else off and we're going to do this. You know, he was kind of like, eh, at first. But then, you know, as soon as we played, he was really into it. He's really into Clank, which was cool. I was like, we should just play Clank all the time because it's just, it was just a ton of fun to play with him. So we've talked about now playing. So let's talk about smallish games. I don't know. Small games. Paige, you came up with this idea. Where did this come from? Where did this blossom from? So this idea came from a document that we have that we all have access to. <laughs> and we were looking for topics. And I just went through and picked one. And it was the first one I looked at. <laughs> so it was on a list that we all had access to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's right. It was, just, it was just in a document. And I went, well, that's the first one I see. Let's do that. <laughs> there was a lot nice. of calculations, so. <laughs> no. That's right. Pick list, pick first one. Subject yep. acquired. <laughs> yep. Low hanging fruit. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yep, so that's where I came up with the idea. Nice. Good God. I could, I so... could make up a great story for it if you'd like <laughs> i don't know no. we've heard you talk before i don't know if it'll be that yeah. great of a story so let's continue shall be. we <laughs> oh, well funny. i'll see you later <laughs> <laughs> well guys i've said my piece and page yeah. is gone <laughs> uh, all right well let's talk about let's talk about the first thing and you know if you you know listen from the beginning think i Please, God, tell me you have. We're going to start with what plays good on a tray. Boy, that just, I don't know. Anybody else want to sell that better than I just did? Because that was terrible. (laughs) That was awesome. Our first set of games are going to be uh, games with small footprints that you can kind of take out. They're super portable. You don't need a lot of table space. How's that? That sounds phenomenal. So, so what's yours? Very scientific method uh, of divination. I was uh, the Manhattan Project Chain Reaction. And it is the card game version of uh, the Manhattan Project. And what you're doing is you're uh, using resources, which are multi-use cards. Uh, they have laborers, scientists, and engineers on them. And um, you're playing the specific type of uh, worker that you need to get uh, either yellow cake or uranium. You're using the resources to (laughs) build bombs um, and you are trying to be the first Mm. to X number Mm. of points. I think it's 10 or Mm. 20 points or something. And uh, it just, uh, it's a really good um, little card (laughs) game. It's about two rows and then a couple of decks of cards for resources and um the the bombs and the point like because you have to uh, i need to get this um so the way you do it you use the x number of workers that you have available (laughs) and they will translate into your bombs you pick the bomb up and at the end of the game each bomb is worth a set amount of points. And yeah, so it's just two rows of four and about three small decks of cards. And then you've got a hand of, I think, five at a time. And 
that that's it. So really not a huge table hog. Yeah. Well, what 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 a amazingly fun game for a depressing idea. I mean, really, if you think about yeah. it, like, hey, yeah, let's make bombs to blow up people with. Uh, you yeah, know? but pretty much. Um, yeah. But I mean, the multi-use cards are so good, in my opinion, because you're putting cards down, and are you going to use the resources on the bottom of the card? Are you going to use the workers um, to get new more resources? Because you need, you know. You need four p- things of uranium for this, but if you use that uranium, you're going to lose workers for this thing to do more your on your turn. So it's it's a really good balance, and I really enjoy it. And it's actually uh, another solo game, so this is one that I'll pull out, and I can get it out, set up, played within 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, that sounds like a that sounds like a good one to play one player. Um, so have you played the original then, Manhattan Project? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So nothing nope. to compare it to. All right, let's yeah. move on. Uh, yeah, I, uh, it was, uh, yeah, I, I just, it was a small card game. I picked it up, or I got it on a bit of a whim, checked it out. I have really enjoyed it. Um, I have no idea what the other games are about. I assume it's the same thing. It's just more mm-hmm. worker placement driven rather than... Uh, multi-use cards. Yeah. Have you played that down? Not yet, but now I kind of want to. I really like games that have the multi-use cards. It's always good when you, you know, your decisions are meaningful as opposed to made for you in like these smaller games. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it seems like that that game is in was kind of made in the wake of like the, you know, like the um, Seven Wonders duel and like trying to make these big box games that everyone's excited about make them into a nice portable game or a smaller, like, you know, one-on-one or, you know, something like that where it's just a little, maybe it's an entry, entry into the big box game even. Yeah. Cause if I, I think that thing came out like the same time as uh energy empire, right? Like, wasn't it on the Kickstarter together or something like that? Like, I feel like it was right around that time. Uh, this, came out i believe well the box says 2016 so i'm gonna go with that yeah i think that was around the time of Um, energy empire yeah yeah that makes sense nice maybe uh maybe we'll see uh the uh minutes to midnight card game soon since uh manhattan project 2 just came out not too long ago yeah that could happen (laughs) so uh so what do you have for your uh your tiny footprint game there kurt so mine is pretty much one that is probably the tiniest footprint, I think, <laughs> besides, well, there's uh, there's probably a couple others that are comparable or whatever, but... Tic-tac-toe? I think the... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think the original is Love Letter. So, you know, Love Letter is pretty much a classic, but what is it that made it your pick? Uh, I think it's one of those that you can play with multiple players. It's one of those that... You know, the it comes in the it doesn't even come in a box actually. It comes in a bag. You know, so it's actually it doesn't fit the mold of this. So I should just get rid of it. No, I, it, you know, it's just a you know a nice little footprint game. It's you know it's something you can play with multiple people, but also with the sixteen cards, it has a lot of strategy to it. Um, you know, each card has a different ability, and you just gotta play those right. You know, and, you know, delivering the love letter to the princess is, you know, your main 
your you know your main objective but i you know it's weird because you know when you when you say that it kind of gets in the game like you know a lot of people that know the background of the game will tell you that but a lot of people that have played it i bet you don't even know what the story really is they're just kind of like you know it's kind of a almost kind of a take that game where it's like you don't want to you know you don't want to get caught being the one that's eliminated from you know from the game and stuff like that so I like I like that you know something that only has 16 cards has so much replayability and I you know I really don't know that many people that have played that that they said that they didn't really like it. Yeah, and I mean there's been so many editions of it since then too. It's yeah, like Batman love letter, the uh, you know the original Japanese love letter, Lord of the Rings love letter, you know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You always know. You always know something is good when they try to recreate the same magic with different aspects. Yeah, it's a, it's yeah. Even with the, even with your your lost legacy, you know, comparison. You know, you were comparing comparing it to Love Letter also. So, yeah, I think it was actually made by the same designer too. Yeah, and 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 it's one of those things like you know regardless of where you're at it's not taking up very much space at all you know you've got you know you've got the cards on the table you you know you know you have a couple in your hand and decide what you want to play and you know it kind of goes from there so yeah and just like a little tiny cube or heart to note your victory points it's like no tracks no extra meter you know nothing yeah yeah you wouldn't even need the cubes you could just keep you know keep tracking your head on a piece of paper if you wanted to even you know (laughs) how many points do you have uh four we just started playing (laughs) Uh, three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've only done two rounds. Yeah, I'm, I'm that good. <laughs> what about you, Dan? What is yours? All right. Um. So I picked uh so by Chris Handy. It's one of those like little pack of fun games. Um, you know that are roughly the size of like a pack of juicy fruit. <laughs> so like Barnes and Nobles actually started carrying those recently. And uh, what was really funny was, like, when we got it, the girl's like, man, this is expensive gum. Like, I was like, I didn't even bother to explain it's a game because <laughs> I didn't feel like having that conversation. It was also like, I'm like, you know what? Yeah, it's gum. Let's do that. Um, so what's pretty cool is, uh, so, like, it actually uses a Moncala uh, mechanic in the game. And Kim loves Moncala, I think, mainly because she whoops me savagely in it every single time we play. Um but it's pretty cool. Like we broke it out immediately on one of their little tables in the uh, the cafe area, so it already you know you know it doesn't take up much space. But it's pretty cool. It's like um, you're planting like there's all these seed packets and flowers, right? So there's four colors, and you have a hidden one, which one you want to score on. But it's like the seeds tell you a color that's either like in the iris of the flower or on the petals. So. Like, the petals are only worth, like, uh, one point, and the iris are worth, like, two. So when you see, like, oh, like, I want red flowers, and there's red seeds, but, you know, it might actually be, like, red uh, petals, and then the iris of the flower is actually what somebody else wants to score. So there's, like, these, like, you're moving things around, you're flipping seeds into plants, you're putting plants into these wheelbarrows, like, as, you know, like, what you garden. And at the end, you, you know, take all the points, you add them all up. It's like really simple. It takes like five, ten minutes to play. Um, I do like that when you have them all together that it looks kind of like a bouquet because it almost looks like the sticks you would put in the ground when you plant things outside. So, you know, you got like, you know, your little bouquet of flowers and everything and ridiculously tiny game. 
and that's so part of the pack of uh, pack of fun things. They're like five bucks at most places, and uh, like I said, check your local Barnes and Nobles. Like ours, they're carrying them. I saw them out in Jersey. I was really surprised. And just to let you know, Dan, it's called Barnes and Noble, not Barnes and Nobles. So you don't have well, to. Add we that have extra several ad. of them, so it's Barnes and Nobles. What? <laughs> <laughs> you never go to Toys R Us's in one day? <laughs> uh, plus, plus, you actually, you, I can tell that that you you kind of uh, what do they call that? Kind of layered layered so into it too, because when you sometimes when you talk about stuff, you go so, and then you start talking about it, and you, so you're. So you're really, you're really sinking it in everyone's head, and someone's gonna end up walking to Barnes and Nobles and being like, "Oh, I need some so because Dan told me so." It'll be at the back of their head. But I, I like, I, I like the idea of a. I love creativity in games, and it seems like with with uh, Chris Handy with Chris Handy's games, it's all it's all very tiny, but it also has a lot of creativity in each game. And I like that, that it's just, it's not just, oh, here's a game. And, you know, it just kind of has these, you know, simple mechanics. And this is how it works out. It's like, there's a little more to it than you would think. And it, it I, I like that idea of it. And the art is kind of, for so at least, it's really kind of, uh, kind of cartoonish, but in a kind of like, I don't know, some kind of weird artsy fartsy kind of way. It's actually kind of neat. Yeah. By the way, uh, I also got a text from Kim, who, who was too busy to be on the episode, but not too busy to hear what I'm saying, and text from downstairs. Uh, also from the pack of fun games, she likes Boo, which is basically almost like an Othello ghost flipping game where you're putting out spirits around a graveyard, and at the end, whoever has the most uh, ghosts in their color. It's a two-player only, another one of those pack of fun games that are really cool. Nice. I, I think that we should get together... Me and you, Dan, and we should have a uh, talk with our wives to be like, you know, if you're not going to be on the episode, maybe just <laughs> sit back and not <laughs> comment on. Oh, I just think it's. Funny. I want. I want to do the opposite. I want to have it where it's only Kim and Tracy, and they have to float <laughs> an episode, and we'll be off screen going, "Did you mention this one?" <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> that would be awesome. I literally want that episode to happen now. Everybody's gonna be so mad because they're gonna be like, "Why are they off screen? And why? Why do I hear the, them shouting from like the hall? Why won't they shut up?" <laughs> That's awesome. All right, now that we got the tiny, tiny games out of the way, let's let's go slightly larger. Uh, what are we looking at for that mid-range game? Like that uh, that small box that has like a, a pretty big punch in it. Oh, of is course it's you, Paige. Sorry. <laughs> this is your idea, the, Paige. Sorry. Yeah. You're the general <laughs> yeah. in this war. Jeez. We follow you. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> that is terrible. Idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys go ahead. You go without me. <laughs> Save me. <laughs> uh, All right. So uh, my small box game that I decided to pick was Coup. Hmm. Um, it is one of probably the first half dozen games that I played coming into the modern designer game era part of the hobby. And um, it's just one that has stuck with me and comes out 
so frequently. Uh, I just, I, I love it. Um, very similar um, to Love Letter, I think, uh, where you're kind of doing that, um, you, you're doing a bit of bluffing as to who you are. Um, you're each person who you're claiming you are has their own abilities. Um, you're trying to eliminate the rest of the players, uh, influencers, and it's, uh, I mean, it's a classic, I think. <laughs> not, I, I, there's not a whole lot for me to say about it. I think there's just so, it's, there's so much social interaction, um, and, and that makes it really a great How game. do you find that coup works when you play it solo? <laughs> oh, it's so good. I always you win. You yourself to death I every always time. in. Am I, I the assassin? I, <laughs> I will It becomes throw... an existential crisis. <laughs> it's okay. Nice. I will probably... St- it's okay. I'll check, and I'm always wrong. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> That's awesome. You look at yourself in the mirror, and you go... What are you doing? <laughs> I don't yeah. trust that guy. Yeah, exactly. I don't <laughs> like the beard on that one. I might start a get here. <laughs> I know, right? I might start a coup with my statement. I don't like this game whatsoever. I don't know what it is about it. That's... It just it never stuck with me. We bought it. We played it. I gave it. A, I I think we ended up giving it away for extra life. I just. I don't know what it is. I I usually like social deduction games and stuff like that, but I don't know. This one just did not hit it for me. You want to know something, Kurt? It's you're a good brother of my book, <laughs> dude. I <laughs> first time playing coup, I go to assassin somebody. They're like, you're not, uh, you know, like uh, somebody went to assassin me. I'm like, you're not the assassin. They flip it over. Yes, I am. I was completely eliminated from the game. 40 minutes later is when it ended. <laughs> that oh, game man. sucks. <laughs> that, well, that game doesn't suck. That experience yeah. sucks. Jeez. That is true. That will leave a bad taste in your mouth. It's so funny because I find that this and Love Letter are so similar because you've got these hidden roles that you're you're dealing with and other people are trying to guess. The only difference is, is that in Coup you have this bluffing mechanic, and I, I just, I always associate the two so closely, and it's funny that you like that and not. It's this. not. A, it's not a thirty-five minutes later when you get wiped out in Love Letter, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that yeah, that might be part of. That's it. true, and maybe part of it too is when I lie, I sweat a lot, and people always know. <laughs> If 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 anyone's ever seen New Girl, you would you'll know what that's from. But my small box is Dead Man's Draw by Mayday Games. It's a game that was first popular on the app, and then they made it into a card game. I think it works just as well as a card game as it does on the app. I mean, obviously, it's easier to play on the app, but it's basically just a push your luck game. With the card game, you can have some rolls that give you certain things, but also the cards do certain things too, where it's like, let's just say if you're playing Dead Man's Draw, if you've never played it before, you basically don't want to get two of the same thing, because then if you do, then you bust. But you get certain points for your highest 
uh, numbered card in whatever uh, icon that you have. And then each different icon has a special ability. You know, some make you press, like, you have to turn over the next couple of cards, or some of them you can, you know, blast one of the, you know, I think they have, like, the cannon or whatever. You can blast somebody else's card and stuff like that. And it's just, it's one of those games that is a small box game. It, you know, may take up a little bit more space depending upon how much press your luck you actually have on it. But I know it's just one of those that I've really enjoyed. I like the R2. The art is phenomenal, and it's just, I don't know, it's just a great pick-up-and-go game. It you know, usually doesn't take very long, you know, 10 to 15 minutes tops, maybe even less than that if you're quick enough. So, yeah, I really I really like this game. Yeah, and they, uh, they even have, like, the personalities and everything you can play as. Like, that game has a lot of replay factor going for it. Yeah, it really does, and I like that they do that, you know, with, you know, with each different personality brings a certain thing that you can do and i think they even if i can, if i'm not mistaken i think it even has different styles of play that you can do too if i'm not mistaken so yeah it's just what yeah it's one of those that i could play you know take out and play anytime in between you know your big box games and stuff like that if you have a few minutes or if you're waiting in line or you know at a restaurant or like we've talked about you know it's just a nice little fun game to kind of take out and play Alright, so uh, so my medium-sized game here is uh, Not Alone, uh, published by Stronghold, and, man, this is a name I'm going to destroy, uh, Gieseline Mason, I believe, was the designer. Uh, so, it's a 2-7 to seven player game, you know, so that's already pretty cool for a small box. You factor in the fact that it's a 1vx, like, you know, 1 versus all, that part sounds a little cooler. You get to explore an alien world, and you're trying to, like, outwit this alien in your fight for survival, that always sounds fun. Uh, so my favorite, like I said, this thing is really cool because you're trying to anticipate the moves of the alien when you're a survivor. And as the alien, you're looking around the table and then you just lock eyes with one of the players and you're like, I know where you're going. Everyone puts down where they're going. You just stare deep into that dude's eyes. You're like, you're going to the rover. I know it. You put down your token, curses ensue, people start flipping out, you know. But it's a really fun 1VX. Uh, they also put out an expansion recently, which changes up what some of the world's cards do and like adds new survivor cards and alien cards. But, I mean, it's great. You can bring it to like, coffee houses. It's a great way to start out your game night. Uh, this is actually really fun to break out at conventions, too. Because when you, know, when you play against your friends, you kind of know their habits. But when you play it at cons, you're like, you know, if you're playing as the alien, you're like, oh, man. All new prey. Who do I have to take out first? Just like looking around that day. You're trying to find the person that's hand is shaking a little. Or you notice that somebody's looking at the number two card a little too much. You're like, I know where you're going. Yeah, I like the idea of this game. It just it, like the intimidation factor of it and like trying to, you know, trying to, I don't know, almost, you know, with the whole horror theme, horror theme, trying to, you know, scare people into. You know, thinking that you know what they're, you know, what they're thinking and stuff like that. I like that. I like that aspect of it. And my favorite part is uh, a lot of people think because like you have like red cubes, like you know that's like your quote unquote life or whatever. And everyone's like, oh, it's the alien attacking you, and you know that's a, you're losing health. That's not what it is. It's actually your will because the alien's trying to assimilate you, so you decide to stay on the planet forever. <laughs> you're one of us now. But yeah, so super recommend. Not alone. All right, so Paige, are we ready for our table hogs? Might as well be. Seems like the good category to end on. <laughs> so for mine, 
uh, I picked Honshu. Mm. Uh, it's a Renegades game. Renegades. It's a Renegade game. Holy. Smokes. It's a Renegade Games <laughs> game. <laughs> yep. Thank you. Thank you. I could not put it together. Jeez. It's a sort of a tableau building game. It's a essentially it's a deck of cards, and what you're doing is you've got a hand of twelve cards each player, and you're going to pick a card that you want to add to the pool, I guess. Um, each card's divided into six different um, pieces of landscape. There's, you know, there's a town, there's a fishing building, there's deserted land, there's forests, there's lakes, that sort of thing. But there's six different sections on each card. Each card's numbered. Players will all pick the one that they want. They flip them over. Uh, and then based on the numbers that uh, are revealed, uh, you're, that's going to set the turn order. And then from there, all of the players are going to do a draft. And so the card that you pick to put into that pool may not necessarily be the one that you get. But if you put a lower, uh, a higher number, I think, I can't remember how the numbers go. If it's closest to one or closest to the the t- highest number goes first, but depending on that, you have first choice of what cards you're taking around, and then you just place it in front of you. You're building up your uh, tableau. You have to over uh, you have to overlap at least one section on a card that's already on your tableau, and build up your town. You're trying to, and you'll get points based on how big your your biggest lake is, how big your town is, all connected. And as well, you've got resources to manage. So you've got these factories around that's going to give you small cubes, um, whether it's gold or stone or fish, I think. You can have a fish factory. You put it, and then at the end of the game, if you have a fish point spot, you can transfer it over there at the end for more points at the end of the game as well. I think that's pretty well the gist of it. But yeah, it's really fun. What makes it such a table hog, though, is because you've got 12 cards that you're putting onto this tableau in front of you when you've got five players all putting 12 cards down, making this big area. It becomes uh, a bit of a nightmare to you're fighting for uh <laughs> fighting for table space to put your next card down yeah it's a nightmare <laughs> playing with two players let alone more than that <laughs> but but yeah, it's, yeah but it's yeah. one of those games that like the more and more i think about it and we were kind of talking you know when we were talking about doing these and you picked this game i'm like damn it i wanted to pick this game because <laughs> it's it's one of those games that the more i think about it and the more i play it the more i like think that like this is like probably one of my favorite games i mean i really do enjoy it it's one of those like every time i'm done i go man we should play this again this is a lot of fun you know and just it it, it's it's so simple like i mean there's a lot of strategy to it but i mean it's just so simple and so i don't know just so effectively fun it's i don't know i just dig it the most there's a there's a real nice elegance to it i find it's it's just because of how simple it is and you know i find that games with a simplistic rule set that make you think this much uh i just i think those are really the the bees <laughs> I, know, I know it's gonna sound weird this game um 
kind of like replaced Suburbia for me. Uh, I know it's like it has like slightly different mechanics and everything, but just the fact like uh, you're focusing more on how you're building up your city instead of like a point here or money shifting there. It's like you're bidding like turn order instead of money. So again, like meaningful right. decision, you know, uh, the way it looks at the end, you know, trying to capitalize the fact that again variability. There's those additional scoring cards that you can use that will change up how scoring factors and everything, which is really fun. Something else that I actually really enjoy about this game. So after, so you start off with twelve cards. You're managing your twelve cards. After the sixth round, you're gonna pass your six remaining cards to the person to your left, and all the cards rotate. So for the second half of the game, you've got a whole new set of yeah. cards, which I think is great because you have to balance between, well, I want to save this one for later, but do, should you? Because it could potentially be a card that you have to get rid of. Yeah. So it, it's that balance of keep it or hand it off. Yeah. Well, well, and you're always yeah. Trying well, to... have you ever put now? It just be, it begs the question in my mind now. It's like when you get to that point, do you? Do you decide like, okay, I'm gonna keep these other cards to give to the next player because I know it's not gonna work out for them in the end? Have you played that strategy? Because I have not. <laughs> uh, so, I, for whatever reason, I'm really good at thinking about that part of the game right after round one. So I'm kind of always looking at other tableaus, going, okay, well this card is not going to benefit the person next to me. So I will leave that with them and they are just going to be annoyed trying to play this. <laughs> and it's a, it's a stupid number. So it's not going to help them in turn order either. And it's, I, I've been, well, I don't want to say I'm good at doing that, but I've been lucky in the games that I play. I, I have a habit of being able to successfully ish. Yeah find cards that people pass on cards that people don't necessarily want for themselves. Well, I will go next with my table hog. If you don't mind, I went with another stronghold games game. <laughs> Why does everyone have to end with games? Why can't you just be like stronghold? <laughs> I played a stronghold game. That'd be so much easier. I, I picked Veluspa. Um, it's a game that has a, Almost a medium-sized box, but it could be even smaller box. There's a lot of uh, a lot of room for. I mean, maybe they did it so you could put the expansion um, Order of the Gods in it, possibly. But um, it really doesn't need the box space that it has. But um, this is a game that can take up a lot of space, also because instead of playing cards like you would in Hanchu, you're playing tiles, and you're playing tiles in rows and in columns, and then uh, certain tiles have special abilities, like they've got trolls. Um, trolls can be placed adjacent. Uh, you've got, like, wolves that you get more points for the more wolves you have in a certain row or column. Uh, you have, like, uh, Loki, which uh, tiles adjacent to Loki make them zero. I mean, it's got a lot of good strategy. Um, the art is amazing. It's done by somebody ha that has one name, like... <laughs> like Madonna, it's uh, what is his name? It's written on the bottom of this box, and I love it. Piero, he has no no last name. I like it, but um, yeah, just the art is awesome. The game is fun. It's one of those games that I think when it came out, it just it didn't get enough hype. 
you know, and I think me and Dan even talked about, you know, maybe doing a spotlight on this game because it's just one of those games that just not that many people talk about, you know, and especially when it comes to tile laying games. This is just, it's one that's got a lot of good strategy to it. It's fairly easy to learn and fairly easy to play. But, it, but I don't know. I just, I really dig it. Yeah, this uh, this definitely falls into that category that uh, no game left behind <laughs> that uh, I mentioned to you a few times because <laughs> I feel like it's so underappreciated when you look at its ranking and all that on BGG. It, it is a great game, um, and it definitely does earn Table Hog because since the tiles can go out like seven in any row or column, but they can really go in any direction, so it's like... Yeah, we're gonna have to slide everything down a little bit because I'm gonna I'm gonna start going up from here. Yeah, we're gonna have to slide that down one more time because I'm going to the side and then up again. Like... <laughs> I was gonna say it's almost like the vast cave at the end where you're like, Jeebus, when you're looking at how much space you got. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, and a lot of tile lane games are like that. You know, they just you know you gotta you gotta spread out. You know, with a lot a lot of the other games, I think they're like five at the most but this is you know with the seven that's that creates a lot a lot of space so you have to be wary of it yeah that and that game is phenomenal i i actually uh we played it like about a week or so ago and it still holds up nice yeah i'm gonna have to it, pull it out again i really dig it yeah definitely earns table time um last but not least uh my table hog is tiny epic quest uh so i've only gotten to play it a handful of times but I'm kind of digging this one, man. Uh, Scott Alms usually makes some pretty good stuff. Gamelin Games, now only Tiny Epics everything. That's all that they will do forever. <laughs> but it's pretty cool. Like, it has a really nice table presence. Like, uh, a lot of people say it's almost reminiscent of, like, the old 8-Bit Zelda. With, like, how you lay out all the cards to, like, make your world. Um, you know, it keeps everyone involved because it has, like, one of those mechanics of, like... There's five different methods of travel along the map. And whatever a player does, everyone can follow suit with one of their adventures. So like the horse, you can go any number of tiles left and right. So when you're like, oh, okay, I'm going to, I'll use the horse and I'm going to go two pieces over here to like this cave. Now the next player clockwise gets to choose that. And then the next player and the next player. So everyone has a reason to keep looking at this table, you know, the table, What's really cool is there's all these quests and like as you're running around like some quests involve like defeating temples and getting to the end to claim them. Others are all about exploration of the world so it's positioning your dudes. So it's like there's a reason to watch what everyone's doing and like player order matters and stuff like that. Like um like say for example like say there's a quest where it's like have three of your guys in the same row, right? The same like uh you know left to right. You're looking at your guys and you're like, oh man, like, you know, I'll be able to do this on on the next move. But then somebody go like, you know, you don't get the next turn and somebody takes a movement where they jet one of their guys diagonally across the board and they land their three in a row. They scoop up that quest and you're cursing them like the world is about to end. Or, you know, it's like because they just scooped out that quest from right out from under your hands, you know. Um, you get to do all these other things like run around, fight goblins, uh, claim these items. And what's awesome is this is the game that invented item meeples where when you find like this spell tome, you actually put it in your meeples hands. Like it has these little pegs that go into the meeples hands. So like when you unlock your legendary sword by 
going to those two temples and unlocking the power to slay goblins, your dude's actually running around with that sword. And that's really cool and really fun. <laughs> and uh, it's one of those games that it's pretty funny because when you play it, people are like, wait a minute, is that Meeple holding a lantern? Oh my god, that one has a potion! So... <laughs> But um, I imagine that. Uh, sorry, I imagine that to pull for people walking by, just seeing that they just get a great kick out of it, eh? Yeah, it's the tiny epic zombies is using it too with like chainsaws, and now there's even vehicles for the meeples and stuff like that. Yeah, oh, <laughs> there's a. I think Gamelin probably thought too with how the look of the game is too, and with everything else it kind of pulled everybody in with that Zelda vibe, like Le- the Legend of Zelda, like, oh my god, I could play this, but kind of in a board game-ish way, but also in a different way that it's not, you know, Legend of Zelda, but it kind of is, so. Yeah, well, the energy marker almost yeah. looks a little bit like a Triforce, and the fact that there's a boomerang, a bow and arrow, a legendary sword, a legendary shield, <laughs> a bomb, a flute... Nice. There's a lot of so, things that remind you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it pretty much is just without the name. Yeah. It's like the Legend of XX Tiny Epic Quest. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Redacted. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, a lot of awesome games. Um, but also, there's, you know, I think there's some other, other games that we could kind of talk about that would kind of fit in the whole small box thing you know in the small box category that are fun fun games and stuff like that like um like you said tiny tiny epic quest i immediately go to tiny epic galaxy you know it's one of those games that's a small box game but just has a ton of stuff and has a lot of good replayability it's something that i was gonna be it was something that i was gonna actually pick but then when you when you decided to pick pick quest i was like well i can just you know uh, name it not of mentions because I just that's another game that's another small box game that I could play anytime. I really enjoy it. I like uh, and also with the galaxies, you still got that uh, like following action thing. It's, I like any game where there's a reason to like constantly be paying attention to game state as opposed to okay, I'm done going. Yeah. Well, nothing else matters for the next five minutes. I'll be right back. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's a. Uh... That's a great, uh, great thing for games for sure. And what are some other tiny games and stuff like that that we really enjoy that that these that this these categories or these games could fit in these categories? Food chain magnate, um, <laughs> pocket edition. <laughs> Anything on that new Renegade Games miniature game line? <laughs> um i mean you mentioned sow and boo there are a bunch of other games in that pack of games line that i just super love uh jim is basically uh picking picking two teams and then you're playing different sports like you're in gym class and i think it's hysterical and it's a two-player only one as well, and you're—I mean—you're making teams and and playing sports, and it's it's so funny. It's it's great. Um, and then rum, um, bus is really good. I've heard 
just that whole that whole line is so so solid yeah spy was really fun too spy was like a is like a two to four player like hidden movement and trying to suss out where people have their hidden documents and all that yeah those pack of fun uh pack of fun games are crazy with how much there's inside of there yeah and i mean i think his restriction is it's got to be 30 cards exactly and they have to all the information has to fit on one of those cards i mean that's hard enough as it is it's funny the uh the giant edition could be just like a tarot card. <laughs> <laughs> the giant edition or uh, those fantasy flight size cards. They look, ooh, look how big they are now. <laughs> yeah. No, they're uh, they're super good. I it's it's incredible how much thought can go and I mean they all have the exact same number of components and they are all legitimately different style games and rule sets and you're getting a different experience out of every game nice yeah a couple of other games that i think kind of fit that mold that are tiny box games that are just a ton of fun like uh rick and morty total recall that's just a fun little party game i think oh, you yeah. know a little fun little um d- another stronghold games game <laughs> diamonds it's another nice you know uh, trick-taking game that's super fun can't doesn't really get old um videlitas that's another great game even uh starving artist it it's one of those games that started off small but now it's kind of now that the kickstarter is over uh it's gotten a little bit bigger and it's kind of a table hog kind of game almost with the with the different uh paintings and stuff like that but um a lot of uh, a lot of fun replayability with that game yeah um herbaceous i would say falls into the category that's another um from doctor uh dr finn games herbaceous is another like fun like little you know um like painful choice like you know do you want this card for your collection or do you want to put it in the garden and hope the next card will top deck what you need things like that um biblios again like you know a similar thing where it's like the hell of choice where it's like okay i kind of really want this card but I have to give something to the other players. Uh, I think I can top deck better than this. You know, I'm always a lower player count guy. Uh, Jaipur is really good. And I call that a small box game. Um, One deck dungeon is great as a solo game. It's decent as a two player, but it's, uh, yeah, I mean, at its core, it's a solo game. Um, Fox in the forest is a two player only game. And I, I, love the artwork on it and it's such an easy trick-taking game you know it's you get it to to the table with one other person any point in time awesome yeah there's a lot there's a lot of good games out there it seems like as we're you know get it as it gets later and later in these years and stuff like that it seems like there's a lot of good small games that are you know more bang for your buck you know coming out with a lot of a lot of creative things where it's like you don't always have to you know buy that big box game to get that great experience you know there's a lot of good smaller games out there too that you can get a lot of good gameplay out of um so before we go i just threw up a little i just decided to make up a little game 
that I thought would be fun. <laughs> Everybody likes when I do that, right? As everyone's laughing. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to take all the games that we just talked about, those small box games, and I'm going to have Dan and Paige go head-to-head to see who can get closest to what the bo- what the BGG scores are on these games. So we oh, talk God. about how how great these games are and uh, how much fun we have with them. No cheating. I know you're on computers and phones. So, you can't look it up. <laughs> so we're going for the overall score, 1 to 10, not the ranking for Bumble? <laughs> yeah, not the ranking overall. Otherwise, that would be, <laughs> that would be no fun at all. So you're like, I don't know, 1,000? Closer. <laughs> yeah, higher. exactly. 1,007. Yeah, higher. exactly. <laughs> Closest... We're, we won't we won't go we won't do the prices right thing without going over it's whoever's the closest okay. to the number on the games that we talked about these small box games okay so right. let me write down your names of course if my pen would work that would be cool there we go <laughs> Dan Paige right, here we go we've got the Manhattan Project Chain Reaction it has 1.2k ratings a bunch of comments uh, came out in 2016 from um, Minion Games. What do you, what is the over what is the ranking on this or the what is the score the BGG score on Manhattan Project Chain Reaction? I will have Dan go first. All right, uh, let's go with like six point two. Ooh, six point two. Is that a good? score? Good guess. I don't know. Let's see. <laughs> All right, Paige. Does Paige now guess, or yeah. is it just my? Okay. Yeah. Pa- no, Paige gets I, no yeah. guess. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna guess for him. Yeah. No. So you. So you really like this uh, game, Paige? Mike, do Do you yeah. think it it deserves a higher score or nay? Oh, I think it deserves a higher score. I feel like it's probably the five eight range but i think it should be way higher but i'm gonna my guess is five okay Wait, you said it should be higher and i gave it a 6.2 <laughs> that's not how math works yeah well, <laughs> no, no. i think it should be higher than 6.2 but i think it's i think it's overlooked because of the big manhattan projects and it just uh overlooked lower scores well, right. what's the final score, Kurt? Paige, you will be happy to know that it did rank higher. It actually ranked higher. It ranked at a 6.6. Bing, bing, bing! <laughs> nice. Yep. Good. Yep. <laughs> I'm okay being wrong <laughs> on no that No kidding. One. So your your theory was right. You just guessed wrong. That's all. It's all right. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. So now we'll go with our next game. The next game up is Coup. A game that a lot of people enjoy, but did it get? Has it gotten a good score over the years? Paige, I'll let you go first this time. Uh, I'm gonna go with a seven point two. Seven point two. All right. So Dan, Paige thinks it has a really high score on here. It. Uh, let's go. Let's give it a little. Let's give it some stats. I should have said that before, but that's okay. Uh, this might change so, my answer. Yeah, it, prob- <laughs> it, it probably won't, but we'll try it anyway. Uh, this game came out in 2012, so it is quite a few years old. 
um, from Indie Boards and Cards. Two to six players. Designer is Ricky Tata. I really hope that that's how their name is said. I love it. That's a great name. So, Dan, do you think that this score is way too high? Or do you think it's or do you think you it's lower? Do you think it's higher? What do you think? All right. Well, I gave the game a two, <laughs> so hopefully that will bring it down a little. Um. Uh. I'll. All right. Uh. Paige, let me show you how bloodthirsty uh answers work. I'm gonna go with seven point one. Dick move. Yeah. So I'm gonna change yeah. my answer to seven point one two. <laughs> yeah, so Dan is doing the Price is Right move where he bids yeah. a dollar yeah. and everyone hates him for it. Yeah. But one dollar, Bob. But fortunately for Dan, he was on the dot. Seven point one is your correct answer. Oh, five bonus points or something, right? Oh wait, no, that's flip the table. Damn it. Yep. Oh, yep. I am not a gr- I am not a gracious host, and I will not give you extra points for being on the dot correct. I will just only on the MFG cast does perfection <laughs> equal nothing additional. That's right. That's right. We are enough. I am nothing just going to score fifty percent. <laughs> it's a pass in high school. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right. Next up is a small game that. Uh, that Paige mentioned before, and that is, or actually, I for some reason because da- because Paige talked about it so much, I th- I thought that uh, that Dan had, or that Paige had talked about it, but I forgot that this is Dan's game that he talked about, and this is So by Chris Handy. So So came out a couple of years ago in 2016. Uh, he was designed by him, and art, and the art was done by him too. Uh, two to four players. Uh, this only has 109 ratings. So I will let Dan go first. Dan, what do you think is the BGG score for So? Um, I think people are a little lukewarm on the pack of fun games. I'm going to say it was probably low, like like 5.6. 5.6. All right, Paige, do you think that everyone was lukewarm about this game, or do you think they gave it a little more love? I think they're in around a six point two. Well, Paige, you're you're all, you're sit, you're sitting with the old the old point twos like you're like you're <laughs> yeah like you're crouching. crouching I'm gonna be right once. Yeah, like you're crouching behind a rock, ready to pick pick somebody off. So, but uh, this time it pays off. So gets a six point one. Nice. Ooh. <laughs> if Dan, if Paige only went first, Dan would have probably snuck up on him and got yeah. him. Got him I would have. <laughs> All right. From there, we go to a scarier game. Something that's not about planting flowers. It's more about uh, scary uh, going against a scary monster. We're gonna do Stronghold Games' uh, "Not Alone" from 2016. Uh, designer, yeah, 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 like Dan said, and artist <laughs> Sebastian Kevo. Hey, sorry, I I'm really bad at saying names too. So, Gislan Mason, maybe that's it. I really hope that's it. I'm probably wrong. Uh, this this uh, game has 3.8k ratings. 
Uh, bu -bu 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 Paige, what do you think is the BGG score for Not Alone? Uh, 6.4. Okay, 6.4. Dan. Eight. Do you do you <laughs> think Paige so, Paige uh, is alone in this guess, or do you think it's higher? Yeah, I, I or lower. Yeah. Uh, so here's the deal. I I think it's like probably around like that seven point three range and everything. Paige, what did Paige give it again? Six point four. Six point four. All right. I think it's like the seven point three range, but I'm no fool. I'm going with six point five. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dan. I would have been more impressed with you if you went with 7.3 because it was 7.2. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I get one point no matter how much effort I put into this. So, <laughs> Ah, Dan, always putting a lot of effort into what we're doing. It's great. Dude, you sound like you would be perfect management for government material based on my experiences. <laughs> you lazy bastard. Little efforts rewarded just as much as maximum effort, folks. That's right. <laughs> Thanks. That's right. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's 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 go with the let's go with the small box that's a little tiny. Let's go with tiny epic quest from Gambling Games. Uh, this game came out last year. It already has 2.9K ratings, one to four players, uh, designed by Scott Alms, of course. Um, Dan, what do you give, what do you think the BGG score for Tiny Epic Quest may be? Uh, I think people uh, flip, uh, flipped out when this thing came out. They wanted it bad. I'm going to say it was probably high. Like I'm going with like a, an eight. Dan going with the high score. But hey, Tiny Epic Games always get good scores as far as I am concerned. But did it get as good as an 8.0? What do you think, Paige? Well, I'm going to try Dan's strategy here. I'm going to go with a 7.99. <laughs> well, it's a good thing they don't come out with a... Uh, with a Something after the point nine, but uh, <laughs> your strategy is correct. Uh, Tiny Epic Quest was a high score, but not as high as an 8.0. It was a 7.4 so far. Oh. So Paige gains up on Dan. So now it's Dan with three, Paige with two. We move on to our next game. Valuspa by Stronghold Games again. Uh, this came out in 2012. Also, this uh, surprisingly only has 1.2k ratings, two to five players, designed by Scott Caputo and artist is Piero. Like I said before, it didn't get a suit. You know, we talked about it. It, fe it felt that like they it didn't get as much love as we had liked it. But did it get a, did it get a lot of love on BGG? So Paige, what do you think Veluspa got? Uh, six point five. All right, six point five. Oh, <laughs> Dan doesn't know where to go now because he. Oh! I think that was the that was the one in his mind where he thought, "Gosh, if if Paige doesn't say that, then I could I'm safe." <laughs> but how safe are you, Dan? What do you think Veluspa oh. got on BGG so far? 
I, I six point five oh one. I feel like it's slightly higher. Okay, I'm not. I'm but not letting barely. you do that. You say a point whatever, and you don't add another number. Six point six. Six point six. Six point six. Yep. Going going with oh. the strategy of going one higher or one lower, not taking any chances, people. Yeah. Uh, Dan. Hey, victory is yeah, victory. That is true, and Dan is victorious once again. Six point seven. Hey, Kurt. Yes. You know what I am? <laughs> yes, I will be doing a victory lap at this time. <laughs> well, I've de- I've decided to change up the rules. A bit. We have one game left to rate. Oh God, damn it! <laughs> and I'm going to say if Paige gets this one on the dot, then he automatically wins this game. Montreal yep. screw job. <laughs> That's true. So the last game we have is Hanshu. Oh, oh man. I'm gonna No, if I get it right, can I put Paige in the calf crusher for fifteen seconds? <laughs> <laughs> so Hanshu, Renegade Games. This it, it came out in two thousand sixteen and it has two point five K ratings. Designer is Kaylee. Mao Moja. I hope that's right. Uh, why do I even try? It's a game that we touted highly, but did it get the did it get all the love that BGG should be giving it? I guess let's say that. I don't know. Is that cryptic? Who knows? <laughs> all right, Dan. I will let you go first on this one. I don't know what's going on. You said Paige needs to get it on the button. I know. I'm going to let you guess anyway. Just a, I'll, just a, I'll go 14. Just... <laughs> i go 13. Yeah. I'll go for the one <laughs> point. Yeah, exactly. It's like somehow he actually does get it on the button at 13. Like, yeah. none of this makes sense. <laughs> Come on, Dan. Just say it just for shits and gets. Well, no, I'll let uh, Paige. No, I'm gonna go with the... I'll let Paige go first. Screw you. I'll let Paige go first. Because then he has Ooh. the range of every of every single score, and then Dan, if Dan guesses yep. it after, he can rub it in. Jeez, I don't know. I you got a calf crusher on the line on this one, Paige. <laughs> Choose wisely. <laughs> I'm gonna say seven point seven point two. Dan, I'm going seven point four. <laughs> nice, and it's seven point three. You know? Page, I heard the 7.4 come out of your mouth, and I was like, oh, no, he's not going to get it right. And then you started to change it, and I was like, oh, my gosh, you're going to pull this out. You're going to do it. And you didn't. It was a 7.1. So close. Uh, but, oh. <laughs> I was really pulling for you, too, because, I don't know, somehow, some, sometimes Dan and his cockiness, I just want him to be crushed. And he wasn't, so. This is one of my great friends saying this about me, by the way. Thank yeah. you very much. I say it with love, Dan. I hope, you're, I hope your yeah. dreams are crushed. So, as we have now learned, Kurt's new last name is McMahon because he tried to screw me. That's right. Oh, and you're fired. So, see you later. Yeah. But it looks like you got a stunner, you son of a bitch. 
So those are those are a lot of uh, small box games that we really enjoy. Um, I'm sure there's a ton out there that you're really excited about too. So you know, if there's something that we left out, don't be afraid to go on our Facebook page. Don't don't be afraid to go on Twitter at MFGCast and let us know some of those small box games that you're excited about because some of the things that I learned about tonight that I haven't played, I am really excited to play. So get out there and play those games. So until next time, I'm Kurt. I'm Paige. And I'm D. Wyatt. And this was the MFG Cast. Legends of Tabletop Podcast. Creating legends one die at a time.